Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Dear listeners, this month we are reflecting on some of the Proverbs in the Book of Solomon by that name, Proverbs. These Proverbs aren't always easy to know in its meaning, its purpose, and message. The proverb itself must be carefully considered in order to understand its wisdom and its purpose in God's holy word. The words as such may seem simple and straightforward, yet the truth that's expressed in it is revealing, sobering, humbling, and yet liberating as well. We are so used to living our life and going our way, judging ourselves according to our own opinion and feelings. Follow your heart has become a popular platitude which has come to mean, do whatever you feel is right, do whatever you think is right, do whatever you desire, follow your dreams, pursue your passions, do what makes you happy. That seems to be the common approach in life. Our ways are weighed by our own hearts. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 21, verse 2, we read this word of wisdom. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. That's the opposite of what this common approach to life has become. Our ways are weighed by our own hearts. No, says Solomon, no, says God's word, the Lord weighs the heart. As you know, a man can be very short-sighted, because he starts out with himself. He makes his choices on the basis of his own considerations and thoughts. He doesn't look at the greater picture, but judges by what he sees. That often leads to derailments, as we can see in many a person's life. Some people think the world of themselves are very important in their own eyes and proud, and so they think they can only be right and everyone else is wrong. It clearly leads to disaster in his life. There are other people who follow the way to riches. They want to get rich as quickly as possible, and they use some crooked means to achieve it. It's the wrong way a way of self-deception and fraud. They also start with themselves, design their own ways, and don't care about others, least of all about God. Of course, they don't think of God and what He thinks of their ways, with the result that such a life becomes very godless in the long run. That's the same with people who relativize everything. Knowing what is right or wrong is a matter of personal experience. 
Whatever is right for your life or works best for you is the only truth you can know. There is no moral truth, they say, and whatever moral truth there may be is very relative. Depending on culture and circumstances, what's right in your eyes may not be what's right in my eyes. This view of life is often called moral relativism. Morality is a matter of opinion. Some people like chocolate, others like vanilla. Again, this too is a useless and hopeless way of life. Another scenario, dear listeners, which you might recognize in today's moral climate and culture is the lack of care and compassion about others. When someone calls for your help, you close your ears because it won't touch you. That's also very dangerous, the Proverbs of Solomon show us, because you do yourself a disfavor. Yes, you will be hurting yourself. When you end up in trouble, the other won't hear you either, nor help you. He will turn against you and leave you in your trouble as you left him in his misery when he called upon you for help. And why is it that way? Well, because people live for themselves, to enjoy themselves, to be self-fulfilled, seeking to satisfy their own desires. And the best way to find yourself is by looking within yourself. In our increasingly self-centered society, we are increasingly grounding our morality, how we ought to live, that is, in our own hearts. Hence, as the proverb puts it, every man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. Now, what does it mean, however, dear listener, that the Lord weighs the heart. Well, against the background of man's self-centered and egotistical self-fulfilling way, the proverb points at the Word of God. It highlights the fact that we must see our ways in our relationship with God. In my previous meditations, I already pointed out and explained that the name Lord denotes a relationship. God is the Lord, the God who is there for His people and who will be there for them always. When you see your life in the light of this relationship with God, you will come to see your thoughts and desires, your selfishness and egoism, as sinful. Man, in and of himself indeed, does not have a norm, a standard, a moral law. Hence he lives as he pleases. That's not right. No one can make a proper choice or decision without God and without his norms and values, his commandments. That's the clear contrast in this proverb. Man dear listener, may be inclined to judge things for himself and by his own desires and feelings. The Lord God, however, tests the heart. God works differently. He looks at the center of our life, our heart, which is the totality of our inner self. It includes not merely emotions, 
but personality, intellect, desires, and will. The heart not only feels, it wants, it thinks, it reasons. Then we should realize that God weighs these thoughts and desires. He tests our heart and mind. That's a totally different approach than man's. In the book of Proverbs, there is another word of wisdom saying something similar. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. What's important is the state of one's mind, the condition of one's heart, and what criteria does a man use to determine his ways? Does he consider what the Lord wants him to do? That's how it is in a relationship, right? What does the other think of this? In spite of what man's inclination may be, dear listeners, or what the world says about this, our ways are evaluated by the way of the Lord. As Christians, we affirm that our way should be that of the way, the truth, and the life, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not us, but God who is the standard for our life, who determines what's right or wrong. Hence we call the Lord Jesus the Righteous One, and those who believe in Jesus Christ are called righteous too. The root of the word righteous, as you will surmise, is the word right. The ways of the righteous are right by God's standards. Of course, that doesn't mean that they are perfect and without sin completely. When we seek our life outside of ourselves in Jesus Christ, the righteous one, we seek to honor and obey God's will and follow God's way, the way Jesus did. Thus, there are two ways of life, the way of the righteous and the way of the godless. The righteous will rejoice in a way that pleases God in thankfulness for the salvation he has by faith in Christ. The godless one may not care or even be aware that the Lord weighs the heart. Neither does he realize that his ways are treacherous, dangerous, and destructive. It's therefore very important to know and remember that the Lord weighs the heart and that we should seek the way in Jesus Christ. As voice of the church, we listen to him to know the way, the truth, and the life. Thank you so much for listening. 